step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Today on episode 40, our Gail Sayers episode of Typical Chicago Fans, presented by The Loop Sports, we have Sinkers and Floaters, the NBA Draft Recap, Blackhawks Draft Results, Diamond Talk on the Cubs and Sox, TCF Top 3 Vacation Activities. Let's roll. One of the sponsors of today's podcast is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket search engine that never loses the sight of the fan experience. Simply go to their website, type in the name of a team, and choose the date you're looking to attend. SeatGeek will present you with a graphic chart of the stadium where you can then choose your seats and tickets based on a score system that determines the best value. If you've never used SeatGeek before, we partner with them to give you a great deal. Just apply the coupon code the Loop Sports in all caps at checkout to take $20 off of your first purchase with SeatGeek. A $50 night for two at the ballpark becomes just $30, or a $23 trip by yourself turns into just $3 with the promo code uh, the Loop Sports in all caps at checkout. You have no excuse not to go out and root on your favorite team. Just apply the coupon code the Loop Sports in all caps at checkout and have a great time on us. Thank you to SeatGeek uh, for partnering with us here at the Loop Sports. Again, that is The Loop Sports in all caps. Uh, we'll give you $20 off of your first purchase with SeatGeek. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Typical Chicago Fans presented by The Loop Sports. I am Zach Lilia and if you're watching our YouTube page above me, it says at ZLilia, T-C-F-L-I-L-J-A. That is where you can get find me on Twitter. Uh, the main page is at Typical underscore Chicago. The Loop Sports is at The Loop underscore Sports on Twitter. Facebook, uh, Typical Chicago Fans, we do a weekday show. I think we're going to be doing one this Thursday on our Typical Chicago Fans Facebook Live. Check us out on there. And also the Loop Sports on Facebook and Instagram, the Loop Sports, Typical Chicago Fans. It's Boomy over here. You can follow me at BoomyTCF. If you are an Apple user, you can find all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. If not, head on over to Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. And make sure you head over to the YouTube page. We've got a, we've always put our weekly Facebook videos up there. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube now, we have all of our podcasts we record uh, with video as well. So you can watch all of our shows there. So head on over to YouTube, type in Typical Chicago Fans, and hit that red subscribe button. we got a lot more stuff coming at you guys here in the near future. I have a petition I'd like to start. Um, can we change your Twitter handle? Why? Uh, just so you don't. This is just for your sake. This is just me looking out for you. Just so you don't have to spell out your last name every single episode. Oh, mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, it but was Z Lily Daddy taken? Maybe we'll, we'll put it up to a poll. We'll try to figure out some names for it. Okay. And we'll figure it out. Uh, we will be going, oh, what you say, about a week to 10 day yeah. uh, vacation here. A little Bo- hiatus. Boomy is going on a vacation, and uh, we're just going to maybe get a little away from the podcast. We will be doing a Facebook Live Thursday night. Um, so we are going to take off the next week into the 4th of July. We were thinking about maybe doing something after the 4th of July, but we may or may not do it. We'll see how the 4th of July goes. Yeah, that's going to be a big part of uh, it. But, yeah, we're going to be uh, – Boomy's going uh, – you're going to Nashville? Nashville, yep. Leave uh, Friday morning. Going to spend – I think we're coming back Monday going with uh, three other couples. So we're going to go – we got an Airbnb and all that fun stuff. And I think we're going golfing – Saturday morning or Sunday morning, one of the two, uh, and just going to go hang out. I hate country music. I, I despise it, but, um, you know, it'll be fun going with other couples and just taking in the city and uh, might have to convince them to go to a minor league baseball game or something along Who those down, lines. Who's down there? The, oh, that's the Nashville Sound. Sound? They're the AAA affiliate of the Brewers, I believe. I think I may have seen um – Ricky Weeks there, didn't Ricky you? Ricky Weeks, or I think maybe it was Prince Fielder. Yes, I can't remember yep, who it was. I think you're right. Maybe it was both. Maybe it could it have been both, right around that time. But, I saw Prince uh, Fielder like uh, like two months after he got drafted by the Brewers at the um, what are they the Beloit Snappers game, and his. Oh, so I actually have his dad's autograph on that ticket stub somewhere, and I was maybe like eleven or twelve at the most, and I my dad had pointed out I didn't know who Cecil Fielder was. Right, he didn't really play in in my. I mean. He did play in my lifetime, but I wasn't. I didn't know who he was. My dad's like, "That's Cecil Fielder. You should go ask for his autograph." And he was kind of a dick about it. Like he acted like I was a burden to him just to get his signature. And like at a complete dead point in the game, like Prince wasn't at bat. He wasn't in the field. And all I did, like little eleven-year-old me, walked up with my ticket and a marker and asked him for an autograph. And he made it seem like I had asked him to like borrow his car. So Cecil, if you're out there listening, like, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, throw, like, just be a little nicer to the little kids. I don't think Cecil Fielder was the nicest guy, though. No. I think no, that's no. uh But I liked document. his son. I liked Prince Fielder a lot, and I was really sad when he retired. But, yeah, yeah. little was hiatus. Was neck injury he had? Yeah, he had, like, a chronic uh, problem with his neck, and they just could never get it fixed. And I think he had multiple surgeries. And, but he was a big boy. He was a big boy. Big old boy. For, for sure. But uh, let's get into our sinkers and floaters right now. Uh, my first, is, I'm going to have, let me see here. I, my, I don't have my notes out. I'm not Good preparation. Prepared. Uh, <laughs> my sinker is the hat game in the NBA draft. In a way. Yes, I like I the logo, but you got to have visors ready for guys who uh, are don't. Who don't have the, the hair for it. Um, one Kobe White. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a, a good visor. point. Also, I think it's ridiculous that, yes, I understand that the um, the NBA year doesn't start until a certain day and all these trades don't go through. But why? it's so stupid that you know who you're going to be on and they still give you the hat yes. of the supposed team that drafted you. Like We understand that the trade already happened. You know it going into the pick. Please just get them the right hat. Yeah. I don't know why it or bothers like, me, but don't make them wear a stupid hat. Like At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter any. Um, but I completely agree with you because especially like deals you know are going to go down, but they can't happen until the fiscal year starts for the NBA. Like It just did. It, it looks stupid. And like there's even dumber rules. Like There's something with um, like the the Lakers and, and the whole Anthony Davis deal. Like There's a chance DeAndre Hunter might have to play summer in the summer league for the Lakers, and he'll never play a game for the Lakers. If that trade doesn't go down in time, 
That's just stupid. It is stupid, but I agree. I, I, I'm i not even a big fan. Like, the, the hats, first of all, this year, they weren't even that cool. So, like, I could just do without them, period. Like, we don't even have to do the whole song and dance. You no. Know? It's just me, though. No. So, uh, NBA, and I think the logos are actually cool. The hats themselves are cool, but also have visors for these guys. Yes. And also give them the hat that what team they will be on. Exactly. Now, if, like, they get traded, like, an hour later, then that's fine. We can give that a pass. Like, they didn't know that was going to happen. But in the ones you know are going to happen, like, just get the guy a hat. Give me the right hat, yeah. Exactly. It can't be that hard. My sinker, on the other hand, is the entire state of Mississippi. They are putting up a historical marker that commemorates two men that reported they were abducted by aliens. And this happened in 1973 uh, near a town that I can't even begin to pronounce Pascagoula. I'm sure we're going to go with that. Um, two men, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker, say that they were on the shores of the river. The appeared aliens pulled them on board of a UFO, examined them for 30 minutes and returned them to Earth. And so now, uh, what are we talking, like almost 45 years later, uh, if my math is correct, these guys are getting a like a roadside commemorative historical marker for allegedly being abducted by aliens. I don't even mind that. I'm all into aliens, it, it, like and all that stuff. But like, are we just gonna give a historical marker to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that says that they were abducted by aliens? Now, yeah, maybe I can go there's gonna be historical I'm, markers everywhere. I might go out and just say that yeah, I was abducted by aliens. Can we just do this and just say we were abducted by aliens? I would love a commemorative anything of me anywhere. Just slap a TCF sticker on it and. Mm-hmm. Throw on a, a sign of for me. I'll yeah. maybe name a street after me. Exactly. Like, it's just setting a bad precedent. Come on, Mississippi. You can do better than that. You know how people get mad at the participation trophy? Yeah, that's a participation that's trophy. That's a participation marker. trophy. Even 100%. Though, even though I don't really care about participation trophies, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I love that argument. They had it on 670 the other day. People were calling in just furious about people getting participation trophies. Um, but you get the participation trophy still says participation trophy on it. Yeah. So you understand what it means. Exactly. You know um, what that means. But yeah, that is the participate trophy of that. Yes. Uh, my floater, on the other hand, is Scamp the Tramp, who just won the world's ugliest dog. Uh, and if you get a chance, look up Scamp the Tramp. This thing is ugly, but good for Scamp. I mean, if you're going to be ugly at something, like be the ugliest. Um, and they had a, a they apparently they have a competition that is for the world's ugliest dog. Um, I'm not. I, oh, it's in um, another city. I can't pronounce Pet. Aluma, California, and this dog is is ugly as hell. I'm not even going to be nice about it. But you know, like I said, if you're going to go in, like be the best at what you're you're good at, and scamp the tramp is is ugly as hell. But she's the ugliest. The ugly, yeah, you got to be the ugliest of the all. Yes, like all, you don't so. want to be like the, you don't be the like fourth this, runner up in the ugliest like, dog. Oh, I'm the third ugliest person. You go back to participation time. trophies. No one wants a participation trophy in the ugliest dog because no, like, you, you you're still in the be, top ten. You want to be the ugliest. Yeah, exactly. Either be I'd the ugliest, be, be the best, or go home. Yeah, I'd rather be the ugliest and like one of the uglies. Yeah, exactly. I am. I'm already one of the ugly people. Yeah, I need might as well be the ugliest. Might as well be the ugliest. My floater is. Crazy people on social media because O.J. Simpson has joined Twitter. Lunatic. Uh, crazy. Um, and Dennis Rodman is just running wild on Instagram and uh, <laughs> going talking about how uh, how he would score. Uh, oh, he's saying that Jordan would score 50 a game. 
He's also he just goes after Draymond about yeah, how he, he put a picture up the other day and it was him guarding Draymond. It's an air ball, <sighs> and uh, and I, I love Dennis, but like, dude, come on. But it's just like social media, Twitter has just become a place where crazy people can just go, and I guess they're just allowed to do it. Like these videos oh, yeah. of OJ, it's pretty wild. Like I mean. Like who, who who in his team is not like whispering? His lawyer, like, he follows hey, his lawyer. Not his lawyer, his lawyer is like very happy and saying like bragging about how many um, followers that OJ has and this and that and like he keeps. Well, yeah, when your first tweet is, or one of your first tweets is something like I've got some uh, got revenge some, uh, to get or something like. Get, dude. I think getting even to do is what he said. Like, what are you talking? Like that's and just a bad look, he's man. Tweeting at the Buffalo Bills and everything, and then like quote tweeting them, and they're probably. I think like, your hey. summer goal should be to get blocked by OJ. Well, PFT already is. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I, I would rather not is... because then he, you're on his radar. Yeah, and, and especially like if you get killed by OJ, no one will know. But like if PFT gets killed, either then... way though, I think it's good. It's maybe almost good for the TCF brand. Take one for the team. But, dude, Attaboy, I it, like that. It is. I mean, it would be a story. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, mean, I will make sure it, it's a story. But I it will. is wild, though. I mean, I think him murdering me would be the, the, the big story. I think that would not not make the news. All right. I'll make it and get to the news. But it is, I like people. I said, it, it is crazy. These guys are just, like, allowed to run wild on, in, on like, Twitter. And, like, it, there's pretty much no repercussions no. for what they're saying. And, like, I – I, I guess OJ was found not guilty, but I mean he went to jail for nine years for doing the robbery and no, stuff. He also like that. wrote a book called like, "If What If I Did Do what It." What if I did do it? Uh, that's the that is the wildest. You ever heard Cat Williams thing on that? No. He says, "What if I did do it?" Cat Williams he goes, "What if you just shut the f up about it? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, like going on Twitter. Like, why would you even want to get back in that spotlight? Back to do like, dude, just stop." Yeah, Stop, wild, man. wild, wild. Uh, well, let's get into the speaking of wild, the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls in the NBA. Like uh, I don't know Kobe you, White. I was glued to it. even. So we did. We recorded ourselves, you know, watching the first uh, forty-five minutes of the draft, and we went Facebook Live and talked about it. I don't know about you. When you left, I sat upstairs and watched every second of the rest of the draft. I watched that thing till eleven forty-five at night. It's interesting because, like you said, one day, so you know that you're just watching yes. it and it will be over. Um, Bull Bull falls to 44. 44. Um, Taco Fall was picked up by the, uh, Celtics. the Celtics. yeah. And what I uh, – actually, Schofield, our pitcher, uh, my buddy, uh, Chris Schofield, uh, was telling me that if it's like it's not i thought it was a 10 day contract which would make no sense i guess because it would no, it's, it's a summer it, league no it's like uh something 10 and it's a contract to where um at at some certain point i think in training camp or after training camp you are either figure out if you're going to get paid uh, i think 75,000 which is the minimum for or the minimum for g league or the yeah. g league rate or uh, I think eight hundred and something thousand, which is the minimum, is the minimum NBA. for NBA. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of these contracts where uh, you don't really know what's going to happen with it, but uh, it gives them an opportunity to go to training camp, go Definitely. to a summer league with them, and then maybe they could put them in the G League or they they could bring them up to the NBA. I think a so, guy like Taco Fall and even you know looking at, I feel I don't know about you, dude, but I feel so bad for Bull Bull. Like this kid is nineteen years old. 
was the number five pick coming out of high school, was told by everyone that he was a lottery pick, and he has to sit. He was the last player in the green room. He was in tears. Allegedly, someone was like, one of the the GMs was like saying something about his appearance and scaring people off, and he drops all the way to 44. Like, that kid has the biggest chip on his shoulder. Now, I hope that he becomes a really good player. He's off to Denver now. I think he's a a good kid. He hasn't done anything, you know, there's been no bad stories about him. No. But the problem is, is that he's seven two and he weighs two hundred and five pounds. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those things that the NBA brought twenty five draftees yeah. to the NBA draft. I think that's a little excessive. I agree. Because then it turns into Because somebody's situation. gonna get screwed out. Yeah, somebody's I, gonna fall. Yeah. I just think that's way too many and it then it sets up a situation like a guy like uh Bull Bull, who's sitting in the green room or whatever, I don't know how they do it, uh, the last one to be drafted falling all the way to 44, and you've you got the camera in your face yeah. and everything. So Now, uh, I have a question for you. I think it was a, kind of the NBA's problem. I agree. Like, especially, I mean, I understand with Bull because he was projected at worst to be like the 15th pick, but maybe what, imagine one of those guys that's projected to be like 25th and he falls to like 50. I do think he had been falling out of the first round. In some draft, literally draft. that day though that I was looking at it, it had him going twentieth to the Pacers. Yeah, but it's one of those guys you could. I mean, the Bulls had chance at him. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like we talked about in the NFL draft with Kyler Murray. If he doesn't go first, he might not go till the second round. You know, yeah. it's just one of those situational needs, and it's how much time do you want to spend uh, waiting for a guy like like we said, he's nineteen years old, but again, he's seven two, weighs two hundred and five pounds. You want to get him to a healthy two forty five, two fifty at minimum, and, and unfortunately, like that's only going to happen with time and being in the G League and getting the proper nutrition and all that. But I have a question for you: the Bulls at number thirty seven take Daniel Gafford, a center out of Arkansas. At first, I wasn't crazy about the pick. From what I've I've watched uh, the, in the last couple days, I've been impressed. He does get out. The freak athlete. Yes, exactly. He Very is athlete. An athlete. He can play kind of multiple positions. Yeah, I mean, you can just kind of throw him out there, and they don't have to have a crazy offense around yes. him. It seems like he can run the floor, which Definitely. would be nice for the Bulls, and uh, he looks like he can play some good defense. Would you have been okay if the Bulls would have slotted in there at thirty-seven, or I'm sorry, thirty-eight, and taken Bull Bull? No, I was like, I mean, it would have been kind of cool. Like you said, he's seven-two, he's a big guy. We down talked there. about this too. We're dummies, but I don't think I think what they did was the right choice. I yeah. don't. I'm not saying that Bull Bull is not going to be a great player. But at this point, I mean, he's the reason he fell to 44. Yeah. He's, what, 210? 210, 210 maybe at the maximum. 7-2. Um, I mean, oh, M- speaking of height. Sorry, ADHD kicking in here. I hit a growth spurt. No way. Yeah. I uh, went to the doctor this morning, and I'm no longer just six foot. I'm six foot and a half inch. Oh, good I for you. I grew, man. My good growth spurt's finally coming. Maybe it's your hair or something. It's nope. They pushed, they pushed her down. They made me take my hat off, so. But I think the Bulls did the right thing. Um, they didn't. I think that Bull Bull may have been a grab or a, a, a stretch. Yeah. Because, yes, he's a great player. But I think you got a guy who fits into this offense, uh, fits on this team, and can be a guy a guy who is contributing to this team next year. Definitely. And the only other you know thing I look at with Daniel Gafford, and we'll get into the Colby White pick here in just a second, but when I look at Daniel Gafford, to me that means you don't have to make a big stretch and keep uh, Robin Lopez around next year. You, you can now afford to let go of that contract. You don't have to go out and pay him uh, a lot of money because he's a veteran player. You can keep Daniel Gafford, groom him as a, as a young center, sit him behind um, – 
Jesus Christ, how am I blanking on the name here? Um, Wendell Carter. You can sit in behind him. He can fill in minutes at center. He can play the four if if Lowry needs a break. Uh, I just think it's a good pick. If we can keep Cristiano Felicio off the floor, I'm all for it. And if that means not having to spend to keep Robin Lopez around, I'm all for that too. So good picks, but let's jump in. What were your immediate thoughts on the Bulls getting Colby White, the way things fell apart in the first round? I, l- I loved it. I did too, man. I I'm it. all um, in on him. I think that they were lucky that they fell to him, to the Bulls. Yeah. Um, and I think the Darius Garland pick at five going to the Cavaliers was we sat there and watched. It was kind of the catalyst. We're like, this pick means so much to the Bulls because if they were to take Colby White, then you feel like Darius Garland probably falls to them at seven. If they take Jared Culver, well, then who do you pick next? You know, those that five, six, seven was so fun to watch. I don't know why I, like, I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, it's just kind of it was a nice thing for the Bulls fan who we got mad about the seventh pick, but we got a guy who is, could come into this team. It's a spot the Bulls needed. It was a guy the Bulls needed, uh, the wanted. And yep. they fell to them, fell in their lap. I'm not going to sh- just be like, oh, Garpax, great job. Right. They're lucky that they fell to them. Um, but it's one of those times you, you feel like you feel like a bad fan. But the until Adam Silver said yeah. Kobe oh, White yeah. to the Bulls, I did not know well, what was going to happen. I let's mean, look at what happened right after. I mean, the next pick, Jackson Hayes, kind of a big question mark uh, coming out of Texas. I mean, long athletic kid, but was projected anywhere from 10 to 15. Yeah. He goes eight. That was one guy the Bulls were big on. Next up, Rui Hachimura, the power forward. The Bulls don't need a power forward, and especially a three-year kid out of Gonzaga. You know, that's a question mark. You don't need him. Cam Reddish. I like Cam Reddish, but there's so many question marks He's there. the reason he fell to 10. Exactly. There's so many question marks in those three picks I felt like for what the Bulls needed and and the way that the relationship now we're hearing about it afterwards but the way that um Jim Boylan and him seem to have gotten along the way that the interviews went with the team when he was you know doing his his rounds seemed to have went amazing I think they went out and got their guy the kids got a lot of character I mean did you I don't I'm sure you saw the video of when Cam Johnson gets picked 11th yeah, in the middle and he, he was so excited I mean just to give up your moment in the in the sunshine you know like that's that's to his time like that should have been the time for Colby White to to be a little cocky like I finally made it to the NBA and he was more happy to see his best friend get drafted than to talk to the reporter that, that was a cool moment where I think we got a good pick he's 19 years old he's the fastest kid in the draft he was a, a five-star recruit coming out of high school North Carolina was damn good this year I mean this is this is a good pick I, I'm excited to see what what Colby White does and just like I said uh was it Dar- who's the Darius Garland from Vanderbilt yeah, yeah. um no wait yeah the guy we picked Oh no, Kobe White. Co- no, no, no. The sec, the, the later round. Oh, I'm sorry, you're running me all over the board here. Daniel Gafford. The same as him with he can run. Kobe White's gonna get oh. out and run, and he can get it going. He can move that ball up. He has handles. We can trust him with the ball, and I think he is going to contribute for this team <coughs> next year. Definitely. I think uh, it was a great pick for the Bulls because it's what they needed. They didn't go out and get grab or stretch for yep. anybody that they shouldn't get. Um, they did the right thing. Exactly. Um, the only other, um, you know, thing we talked about, like you said, it's it's the the not stretching, the the not doing something stupid. We talked about them trading out. We talked about them, you know, moving up, moving down. They they stuck to their guns and and they did the right thing. Now, here's my question for you, Zach. Who's the starter on the first game of the year? Is it um, Dunn? 
or is it Colby White? Depends. It depends on how Colby White goes out and plays in summer league, how he mm-hmm. plays in training camp. If he can prove that right he can now run it's even, this team. pretty even, right? I don't think they're going to hesitate. I don't think Jim Boylan, um, whatever you want to say about Jim Boylan, he does, he's not going to uh, be worried about if hopefully we don't mess up Chris Dunn or hopefully yeah. Chris Dunn is the veteran here. He should play. If Kobe White comes out and he can prove that he can handle this offense, he can take it over and he can run it, um, I think – you could see him starting. I'm not going to say that they're going to just go out there and do it. But if he comes out, he plays great in the summer league, um, no goes one. to training camp and like takes over the team as kind of a leader, and you can see it on the court. I don't think they're not they're not going to hesitate to give him a chance. I like that, and that's what I'm saying. Don't give Chris Dunn the starting spot just because he's the veteran. No, if Kobe White's the guy and he's ready to run the offense, then let's go. Like get out, get these baby bulls running, man. I mean, Kobe White at the one. Zach Levine's going to be the old vet on the team, and, and Otto Porter. Who I mean, Otto Porter and Zach Levine are probably similar aged. If if Otto Porter's not even a little bit older, but then you have Lowry at the four and Wendell Carter at the five. Like, let's go. Denzel Valentine coming off the bench. Hopefully, maybe he can get healthy and, and finally do See, something with his career. Get himself going. Exactly. Uh, we'll see. Um, let's get into the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks picked at three. Um, they picked which, Kirby Doc Kirby out Doc. of uh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. He's a high schooler. I think he's eighteen right now. Yep. Um, he's through the media. I mean, all the the stuff he's gone on. Um, he has seemed like he's got his shit together. Yeah, um, he seems like he. I mean, seems he, like a smart kid. Smart he was kid. on the Cubs get Cubs call the other night. Cubs call. I mean, he seems like he loves uh, playing hockey. He said pretty much says hockey is my life. All I do is hockey. Definitely. And um, he's a center. I think they said that he could come in and compete for a spot on the team next year, on and he could contribute shifts, for a team. Definitely. Um, which is crazy. Be eighteen to May nineteen when the season starts. Uh, I think as the and they made some trades that have helped the defense. Dan Bowman went on uh, six seventy today and was talking about how they filled all the defensive spots that they can. Mm-hmm. Everything's filled, and they think that they have really turned the table on their defense, which is a spot that he understood uh, was struggling last year. Gave up a lot of goals that they should not have. And uh, their offense was not a problem last year. No. And I think I, adding I think, this kid, I mean, and, and I'm taking this here from secondcityhockey.com. They have some great stuff on Twitter. Uh, go check them out. Now, their their thing is, um, and I'll bring this up later about taking a defenseman. They say, is it a steal or a reach? Um, they say it's a little bit of a reach. Um, but here's their their synopsis. Uh, Doc flourished this past season for the Saskatoon Blades in the WHL, which is the Western Hockey League. So had 73 points, um, 25 goals, 48 assists in 62 games, adding eight points in 10 playoff games. Uh, offers plenty of size up the middle. It's 6'4", 198, can skate well for his size. That's good. That's what I like seeing, 6'4", kids that weigh almost 200 pounds that can skate well. That's that's something that is is – to me, that's incredible. Like, to me, a guy who doesn't play ice hockey, that's something impressive. He's a natural playmaker with a high hockey IQ, vision, and long reach that helps defensively. Bowman said Doc will have the opportunity to compete for an NHL roster spot, as you said, but Doc doesn't make the team. Uh, then he'll return to Saskatoon. So it's either NHL or bus for him right now. Uh, but that, the, the Blackhawks will still own his rights. He'll just continue to it's play. It's a cool thing Saskatoon. the hockey do, does with that. Uh, they allow to see if you have – opportunity here and if you don't have an opportunity here go back and work on your skills yes, so it's kind of nice uh, so a kind of conclusion is both the Bulls and the Blackhawks both did great in the draft I think 
Um, you never know with these hockey players, but yeah. I, uh, I think uh, with the NBA, with the NBA draft, with the Bulls draft, I think that the Bulls put themselves. They got their guy. They got the position guy they needed, and they got a guy who could turn into a freak athlete. Now, with the with the Blackhawks taking a center, would you have preferred to see them go and get a defenseman? I know we yeah, talked about them filling uh, defensive it Byr- Byram or whatever. Yeah. Was his name? He got picked the next pick. Yep. Uh, I think it was Colorado actually got a, his so. pick. Uh, so like you said, we'll be seeing him a lot in the division. But I think the, the Blackhawks. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could have got a defensive guy. Uh, they went out and made some trades after the fact that have helped their defense. So. I think if it all comes together, this kid maybe could uh, contribute for the Blackhawks this upcoming season to be kind of nice. Definitely. And then in the second round, I don't know if you saw this, the Blackhawks actually took a kid out of Wilmette, Illinois, um, a defenseman, a left-handed defenseman. You don't see uh, a ton of those, I would assume. Uh, But he's going to go play at Boston University where he's going to go play for two seasons and then he'll become a pro. I like seeing the local kids. I was a big fan of the Hartman brothers. They were from the Chicagoland area, I believe, and they played in the Blackhawks system for some time. Um, but, yeah, you know, they, they might not stretch. Um, maybe uh, the Byram kid wasn't didn't fit um, what the Blackhawks were looking for. They go out and get, in my opinion, probably the best player available at the time um, or, or whatever, for whatever reason. That's I'll still trust Stan, and, and we'll see where this thing goes. But then you go and get your defensive guy that you're going to need in the future in the second round. I'm okay with that. Yeah, so like I said, both, both drafts going to help the team. Um, and I think both teams, especially the Bulls, they, they did it great in the draft, and it kind of turned some fans – Maybe into a little bit excited about this season, but you're going to have to go out and sign a free agent sometime uh, this off season, and hopefully they will help it out. But we'll have to see for both teams. Absolutely. Um, let's get into the, the Cubbies. Uh, the Cubbies are on right now. They are in first place in their division. Uh, I think they're – what's their record? I think they're about uh, – They are currently – 43-35. and 35. Down one run right now when we're watching this, but uh, – or recording this. Ruined Adbert Alzolai's first start uh, in the old, the bullpen. Uh, Mike Montgomery gives up a two-run home run. I think run. it was a good outing for him, though. I think he's Yeah, it didn't s- quite qualify for the win, but... No, but I think it qualified him for a few more starts. Yes. And that's all you got to do right now because they love the six-man rotation. So as long as he can perform, the Cubs are going to keep him up and let him have some uh, Definitely. opportunities. And, and he's given up uh, two hits in eight and two-thirds innings. Did he have a as home a, run tonight? He gave up two home runs tonight. The first pitch uh, of the game, um, it was either Acuna or Albies hit a home run. And then I think it was Acuna that hit the second one. So he might have hit two tonight. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see. No, but that was the guy was against Montgomery. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. So he only had – Yeah, damn. Oh, yeah. Um, as we're talking about. But, you know, the Cubs are they, – yeah. they go through a tough streak. They had a tough, you know, week to ten days, and they're still sitting in first place. And it's, they got Craig Kimbrell yep. pitched tonight, Tuesday, um, for the Iowa Cubs. It's going to be his last one there. He could be with the Cubs as early as Thursday. Uh, they were saying how cool it would be They got because the Cubs got a 1 o'clock game on Thursday, a getaway day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to play in Cincinnati over the weekend. Um, that maybe if you got to see Craig Kimbrell come out in the ninth inning, how awesome that'd be! How crazy Wrigley Field would be going. Uh, Brandon Morrow kind of uh, it kind of seems like he's uh, some good news about him. He's throwing a little bit, um, looking a lot better. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is scheduled to throw a little bit here, so we could have him back soon. 
and uh, I th- I'm just excited. I mean, that's you think about it. You get Craig Kimbrell back. You get Kyle Hendricks back. Maybe Brandon Morrow comes back. Uh, Pedro Strope's pitching well. Maybe C-Shack could be the seventh inning guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just excited where the Cubs are going with their pitching. John Lester has a great outing last night. Bounce back after Bounce a couple back. tough outings. And what do you expect from a guy like that? He, he understands baseball. He understands yeah. his game. He's he knew what he was let, doing wrong. He's not I mean, going to let a few little games get under his skin. And that's why you want a guy like him, Cole Hamels, uh, Quintana, it's been rough for him here lately, yep. but also one of those guys that you can trust to uh, turn it around, and you you don't got to worry about uh, it getting in his head, right? So, for sure. I and mean, like I said, nine runs, not and he had nine run runs last yeah, one, not good. Like but John Lester's done that a few times. It's pitching. It's Major League Baseball. Um, it's just. The Quintana stuff is also starting to get a little old because now that Eloy is playing well, yeah, um, it, the comparisons of the trade are starting to get hotter and hotter. Here's the way I'll always look at this, and you can it say what you want. It did, and, and the the fact of the matter is, is as of right now, you know, the the near the end of June 2019. Don't get me wrong, Eloy's having a good year, but like. Can we pump the brakes on three months in the Major League Baseball? Quintana won a uh, World Series. No, he didn't. Wait. He wasn't on the team in 2016. It was a year Oh, you're fucking right. Oh, you're right. But trust me, it's... Fuck, you're right. (laughs) It was a year after because he pitched against the Nationals. I went to that game. Yes. But either way, let's just wait a second before we crown Eloy Jimenez the next Major League MVP because, listen, it's been three months. Like, stop. People are... Eloy is going to be a good player, and I hope he's a good player. Yes, honestly. but like that's but how you run a franchise. You, you have to contract, and he got us some, some more pitchers. Uh, and I, he said maybe the White Sox won the trade. I mean, they got two good players out of it. Right, well, one, one player who played yeah, a game in the major is, leagues is yet. still. I mean, Eloy's playing well. Uh, but I mean, it's not going crazy numbers right now. Yeah, exactly. And Cease has not come up yet, but. And I'm also, like you said, the, Quintana's one of those guys that you don't have to. Uh, he's going to go out there and do what he's got to do. He may or – this is really kind of a, a tough conversation to have because uh, you know that like – Eloy you is know still that, hitting yeah, 250 you, right now. Like, you, come you, on. You, let's you not act like he's every Mike Every time Quintana makes a start from here on out, people are going to look at it. Exactly. You're going to judge it, and you just can't do that for – uh, major league pitchers nowadays because I get it. Uh, you don't really want to talk about it, but those ju- those, some something's up with that ball. Yeah, and those yeah. balls fly, and you're gonna give up more home runs than maybe you would have uh, five ten years ago. Exactly. So, and like I said, I I like Eloy. It, the I Yankees think, have had 27 straight games with a home 28 run. After 28 today, after yeah. today. So that's crazy. But like I, like I keep saying, like I I'm not, I have no ill wishes against Eloy Jimenez at all. I think he's gonna be a good player. But like it. it to come out right now and argue for a guy who's hitting 250 with a 313 on base, like just slow down a little bit, just relax. And, and Jose Quintana has been a, the re, having Jose Quintana bolsters your pitching rotation. Yes, he struggled at times, but every pitcher in Major League, Lucas Giolito struggled last week. You know, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, well, the Nationals won that trade because now he had a bad outing. Like, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. I have no ill wishes. I hope both him and Cease 
have good careers, but like that's how baseball organization is run. You have to trade away assets in order to fill voids in other areas. And, and, and at times, I'm not saying every single time, but like certain Sox fans just let it go. Like relax a little bit. Speaking of the Sox, uh, the Sox are doing well, uh, except for Tim Anderson went down and was. Had to be carried off the field tonight. Tonight? Oh, yep. that's not good. Yes. Um, arguably your best player as of right now, hitting-wise, uh, goes down. That's, and it also just hurts. That kind of hurts morale in a way, too. Definitely. Was it a serious injury? I don't uh, know. Was not able to put any pressure on one of his foot slash ankle. I can't remember if it was right or left. The, he was ranging to a ball to his glove side and tried to, like, turn and throw. I'm not sure what foot planted wrong. Uh, but the medical staff had to kind of walk him off the field. So Sox not are, a good sight. Socks are exciting to watch right now. Uh, they may have a few all-stars on their team. Lost apparently, three in a row down to 36 and 40 right now. Is apparently, um, they're players that they get from other teams like to go to those places and hit home runs. Yoan Moncada goes to Fenway Park, hits a mm-hmm. home run. Uh, Eloy hits one at Wrigley Field. So... Um, he said the White Sox are exciting. Maybe they're going to have some. Uh, hopefully, they get a few All Stars. Uh, hopefully, Tim Anderson is well enough to play in the All Star game coming up here. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I think there, the Cubs are going to have by three or four, maybe. Here's the nice thing for the White Sox right now, as of today, they sit five and a half games out of a wild card spot. But here's the teams in front of them that makes this a very plausible thing if they continue to win and can put some winning streaks together. Cleveland, Texas, I think Boston's going to be in the playoffs. They're a half game out of a wild card spot right now. Oakland and Los Angeles Angels. Any of those teams I don't feel confident in that they're going to finish the year off strong. So if the White Sox go on a run where they win 8, 9 out of 10, you're going to see them sitting right smack dab in the middle of that. And, and that is, I mean, that is pure extra gravy from what the expectations were for the Sox at the beginning of the year. I really think that they got to – they got to go out. If they really do want to make a wild card run, they got to go out and they got to get maybe one or two starting two, pitchers I think, because you can't yes. have Ivan Nova out there if you want to make a wild card run. Exactly. Um, you know, he beat the Odysseus Cubs. Or Despagne or whatever his name is. He actually just got, got DFA. DFA. But, uh, but bring up C. See what he's got. Um, exactly. Uh, and then go out and trade or see what you can do for a starting pitcher. Definitely. Um, and then if you can do that, I think you can make a, maybe a run at this and maybe have some fun with the young guys. Go maybe get into a wild card game. But if, unless you're not doing any of that unless you go out and get a, at least one starting pitcher. Right. I agree. It's. It, I mean – and we'll Ricky Renteria's got to figure out how to make a lineup. Oh, my God. You gotta Why is Joan Mancada constantly hitting seven and below? Very or six and below, I'm sorry. Like, that's ridiculous. Joan Mancada is a good, a very good player, and he's constantly in the six, seven, or eight hole. Like, dude, what? Are, and, and he's got him bunting. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? Well, let's wrap this up here. Uh, before we wrap this up here, let's talk about 26shirts.com. Yeah, if you go to SeatGeek, you get your tickets. You get $20 off. But you got to get some new threads to go to a Cubs Sox game, whatever year you, tickles your fancy. Head on over to see our friends at, at 26shirts.com. We are excited to partner with 26 Shirts again for the month of June. 
26 shirts sells cool t-shirts backed by an even cooler mission helping those in need every two weeks they offer an exclusive t-shirt for just 25 bucks and a portion of the proceeds from each sale goes to help a person or a family in need or an organization heavily involved in community outreach the artists who provide the designs receive a percentage a life is impacted and you get a limited edition sports themed t-shirt that will go in the 26 shirts vault never to be printed again i think this month is the new or this two-week span is the new Eloy shirt um check it out I, again not a Sox fan but that is a cool shirt if i was a Sox fan i'd love it portions of the proceeds from the sales of these shirts go to help a person in need of serious financial assistance due to overwhelming medical bills you can read more about this particular cause on the website thank you to 26shirts.com slash chicago for sponsoring the podcast in the month of june like i said just go to 26shirts.com slash chicago to order your shirt and help out a worthy cause yes go out there get your 26 shirts uh uh, you go to the Chicago tab on the website, Definitely. and you can go on there. Like I said, they're Eloy shirts. They got flags. They got the mystery shirts. So go out there and check out 26shirts.com, Chicago. Let's get into our what we'll do, top three uh, vacation stuff. To, uh, what would we say? Vacation activities? activities. Vacation stuff we do on vacation all the time. Maybe we have some like stuff that we always did as a family or something like that. So uh, I'll go first. Go ahead. My thing was we do we do minor league games everywhere you go. Like you said, you're going to Nashville this weekend. Yep. You want to go to a minor league game. I'd always get the little bats. I have a bunch of them. I've had some ideas of what I might do with them. I might uh, make I want to make like a maybe a piece of wood and put like the holders in them. Yep. And then you could lay them like on the walls and stuff, or like That'd hang them up cool. on the wall. Maybe you have like a whole wall of them. Definitely. I have a lot of them. So that was always something. Uh, me and my dad would always go get a bat. I'll go with you. My collection, and this probably speaks as to why I have a bar in my basement, yeah. I was a shot glass collector from the time I was like 10 years old. Right down there, uh, there's probably three or four boxes uh, right underneath that way in I the other him. side. Um, there's probably three or four boxes of 200 to 250 shot glasses from all the different places I've been. Even still to this day, 28 years old, I still collect them. I'm that kind of similar, like you said, with the bats. I need to build. Maybe I get rid of some of these liquor bottles, uh, and, and I need to display these shot glasses because I've got them from, I mean, every national park we went to, every stadium, everything. Um it's just one of those. I don't know what it was, but shock. They're usually pretty cheap, like ten bucks or less. Um, it, so it's just one of those things. Collecting shot glasses was mine. My number two, and this might. I, I hope this doesn't take up too much. You might have to limit me here. But like trying the local cuisine. Like you know me, I'm a fast food guy. When I like when we go to Nashville, I plan on eating no fast food. Like going to like uh, like the barbecue joints there, or like when I went to uh, Vegas, I would only. I wouldn't go to any. You know, fast food places like luckily I had a buddy who lived there so I'm like show me the best places to eat that I couldn't my, that was my exact words take me to places to eat that I cannot eat in Illinois I love local cuisine and, and local breweries and stuff like that just to try something that I've never tried before so I'm gonna go local foods uh mine was I mean when I was on vacation we had like the tv in there yeah and I'd watch the like the weird. I mean, I watched sixty one like a hundred times. Yeah, and I would just I always watched uh, just random ass movies in there, and I always thought that was fun. We had the big ass TV in the middle. Yep, me and my brother would. After a couple years, we finally convinced mom to buy this like uh, thing that plugged into the cigarette lighter and it created electrical outlet. So we took his little TV, we took the PlayStation, and we would play uh, MVP Baseball two thousand five. Like he would get to play a game on his season, then I would get to play a game, then he'd get to play a game, then I get to play a game, and that's just how we did or we'd watch a 
or we'd play a couple games and we'd watch a DVD. It had a DVD player. So I'm with you there. The the, the movie slash TV selection in the car is is a way to go. Um, oh, I would go with when we always went to my grandparents. It would be we go tubing. Oh, there you go. Little tubing, water, water activities. Yeah, water activities. Get on jet skiing and stuff. Uh, jet skis kind of suck to own one because they're yeah. kind of tough to keep up on. But uh, I would say yeah, those especially get, living out of here, the water, having some fun, getting some sun, drinking some beer, and definitely wasn't drinking beer back now, then. Now this but. is this is going to be my third, and this is because this is a strictly a vacation thing for me. You know me, Zach. I don't fish. I don't have the patience for it, but you take me up to Wisconsin and put me on a lake, give me a cooler full of beer and, and some sunglasses. I I don't mind it. I don't mind fishing on a boat. I hate fishing on a like from the. I, I'm kind of bougie, I guess. Like I don't like doing it from a dock. I don't like doing it from the banks. Put me out on a boat, get me enough beer, and, and fishing is is my vacation activity because I I don't do it in my regular daily life whatsoever so like at something all. a little different on vacation yeah I exactly i guess a vacation me loves fishing yeah so. so like we said we're going on a little bit of vacation here we're gonna be, take about yep. a week to 10 days off so uh we will not we might even take you like said we might go all the way into uh some we might do one the week after uh fourth of july but we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted we're gonna be doing a facebook live show um next week oh no no on thursday sorry maybe well, we, oh yeah, we might not be able to. Well, we'll keep you guys posted. We'll you guys but it'll posted, be. But it'll, you, we're gonna take a little break. We've been hammering out. We got uh, picked up with the Loop Sports back in September, and we've been hammering away. I don't think we've taken more than um, holidays off since uh, since we got picked up in September. So yep. it's been uh, what ten months now, almost since we've taken a, a legitimate break. Maybe the last podcast where I am at Z Lilia L I L J A T T F on Twitter. Send us some suggestions. We need. I've got mine, but I don't think you're gonna like it. No, I don't, I'm not going to let you name it. <laughs> uh, follow the main page at typical underscore Chicago. Follow the loop sports at the loop underscore sports. Uh, you f- go on our Facebook Live, like we said, we're going to be maybe doing one Thursday, but we do a weekday show there on Facebook Live, typical Chicago fans, and go to Loop Sports on there. Instagram, typical Chicago fans, and Loop Sports. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at BoomyTCF. No, I will not be changing that because that's easy to remember and I don't have to spell it. Uh, but head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review there. Spotify, make sure you follow us on there. And like we said, while we're gone, we're going to keep hammering some stuff out on the YouTube page. So head on over there, type in typical Chicago fans, and hit that red subscribe subscribe button and uh, keep up with us on there watch our podcast watch our weekly videos uh and, and some other stuff we're gonna be plugging away on there it's a shout out to seeky type in the promo code the loop sports in all caps 20 dollars off of your first purchase uh monkey knife fight type in the promo code loop they match your deposit up to 100 dollars daily fantasy if you like that out there and 26 church.com chicago we will see you in a few weeks people yep. uh we love you all peace
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.